Hi, this is F.T. Dale Licker of The Institute. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm here today to tell you about a magical cure for boredom. If you have access to a computer via a dial-up modem or at your library, or if you're a millionaire, if you have some sort of computer system in your home, it's very easy to avail yourself of this product. What am I talking about? Why, of course, it's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. You say, Dale, what is this thing you're talking about? Oh, I'm here to tell you. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly comic, a webcomic on the World Wide Web. Is This Tomorrow features panel after panel of topical humor ripped from today's headlines. Comics Kelly Shane and Woody Compton put their heads together and come up with a brilliant array of satirical situations featuring the staff of the fictional Zorro News Channel. In real life, Woody used to work as a security guard at a mental institution. So he has lots of experience in these sorts of things. And you're thinking to yourself, how much is this gonna cost me, Dale, this miracle cure for boredom? I'm here to tell you that you don't have to pay one red cent. Is this tomorrow? is absolutely free. And you can look at every one of their comics at isthistomorrow.com. Once again, absolutely free. Miracle Cure for Boredom. Isthistomorrow.com. Sponsors of That Record Got Me High podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And this is going to be one of the final tapings we're doing at the Brian Franklin Studios. On the uh, mid-18th century... <laughs> a table which he cannot get rid of. Ethan Allen. <laughs> he's moving table. and he's sold. Everything must go except no one wants and this the, goddamn yeah, you table. Know the, um, right, what's it, the Antiques Roadshow? Uh, <laughs> The twins, <laughs> Wesley, and what's the other one? You know, they came in and looked at it, and they said, you know, they said it was worth about seventy-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, right. yeah, but nobody bought it at the garage sale in Weston. Uh, <laughs> and we, were, so we were told to drink all his. He, there's a lot of his liquor here, and we were told to drink his liquor. So I'm doing my part. I'm. He's drinking, drinking the uh, Whistle Pig. Whistle Pig, which straight rye. I actually was in um, Tampa this weekend, and. Uh, Shout out to Tony Qualls, who is in Tampa, but I didn't stop and see him. No. And um, I looked in the cabinet at the liquor store, because we were going up front to buy the cheap booze that we were going to drink. <laughs> right. The, the guy actually brought the expensive one, and we had to have him put it back and say, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. No, you misunderstand. We're the stocks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't. This we're is like, not how we roll. Remember that Van Gogh painting, the potato eaters? Well, that's us, dude. <laughs> so this whistle pig, straight white whiskey, and the price at the ABC Liquors in Tampa was... $199, but Rob looked it up online, and he said he saw a price of $236. Yeah, so it is not cheap, and, I'm, and it's very Rob good. Rob is sucking it down I'm like it's it. It's Kool-Aid. very smooth, it is. He's going to be comatose before the end of the episode. And don't tell Brian, but I'm not using a coaster on his He's not, <laughs> you know, the, uh, um, on the <laughs> Ethan Allen. All right, um, so before we get into the episode proper, I also have to give a couple of Patreon shout-outs. This is the bass player edition of Patreon shout-outs. It, it is. Because uh, we have Mr. Dan Bonebreak as a new patron. Welcome, Dan Bonebreak. Who also plays guitar. 
guitar, but... He is multi-talented and a great singer, songwriter, and we have Mr. Tony Landa, local uh, bass playing legend. Who is going to come on the show, who is committed to come on the show and and talk about um, Iron Maiden, Mark of the Beast. Yes. Which is... um, (laughs) The number of the beast, but... (laughs) Oh, is it? Sorry. I'm not an Iron Maiden fan. I actually listen to that record. It's and, a good record. And you could get a shout out too by going to uh, patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and uh, become a patron for as little as $1 a month. So that's a that's good right. idea. That's right. And we like it. If you enjoy listening to episodes like this, which tonight we are doing a record that I picked, and it is David Comes to Life by the band Bucked Up. And we can't, yeah. And, uh, and that's it. I'm just saying, putting it out there. The name of this band is Bucked Up. up. They're from Canada. Yeah, they're from Canada, which which I think is a... Uh, I really like this band a lot. And, and there's just something about Canadian bands, I think, that just sort of have their own... Um, they have a different vibe. Yeah, they have a different vibe. And this band, I mean, basically they... They're not subject to the Dade County school system. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, they're basically... I mean, they, they're sort of billed as a hardcore band, but they're so much more than just a hardcore band. Uh, they're from... There's a band from Toronto. They were formed in 2001. Um, and yeah, from, even though they're a hardcore punk band, but they've done, they put out singles, they put out like 12 minute plus singles and they use in songs, they'll have strings. They have a song that starts with a flute right? and, uh, they use, um, yeah. So they, they basically do not, and not someone, not someone hitting someone else with a flute. Right. Yeah. Over the head with a flute, but, uh, no. And they're just great because they do, they, they, they follow the true, idea of punk which do anything you want to do and and that's what they do and um and also their shows if you if you look at them playing live there's even though they're wild and they're raucous there's a there's a joy there's a sense of joy to them right and it's not it's not as scary as you would think that's why i'm gonna i'm gonna actually i'm gonna quibble a little bit with the term hardcore for this band right Right. Yeah, because yeah, because it really a, doesn't not, fit. It's, it's not a hardcore punk band. But well, but if you listen to their earlier stuff uh, more, but even so, well, even this their record earlier is records. not. This record is not a hardcore punk record. Right. Okay. Um, there are hardcore punk elements in it, but um, it doesn't. I, and to confirm my, I really didn't listen to anything else all week. I listen to some jazz to sort of clear my head. But. <laughs> yeah, this is a kind of record that you you may at some point you need to clear your head because this is a dance. All right, what we're talking about this record, David Comes to Life, is basically a rock opera. Which I know it's funny for someone that that's not crazy about rock operas. You seem to be exposed to a lot of them lately. Well, <laughs> why is that? Well, it's, I guess it's, I mean, Parachute's not really a rock opera. No, but. no, no. But we were talking about the one before that. Uh, as uh, SF Sara, which is Sorrow. a yeah, it's a it's a concept album, right? Which this is too, I think. It, it, they sort of they say rock opera. It's a concept record. It's but a concept th- album. They got it. There's an overarching theme. That's it's yeah, a story, yeah. right? It's a which story. Is, I'm gonna let you explain. Oh God, it's so convoluted. <laughs> but it's but uh, all right. So uh, what did you think though? This is you sort of came to fucked up, not really knowing much. No, nope, didn't know anything about them. About them. They're so, on Mat- Matador Records, same record label as who? As Got It by Voices. And, and who are you trying to say? Interpol. Pa- pavement. <laughs> oh, pavement. Okay. There we go. So, there you go. There's a um, pavement connection. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'll preface this with a short story. In that this week, um, I had to. This weekend, we had to go out of town. I had to uh, go and uh, officiate the ceremony where my 98 year old grandmother was uh, was. Um, Interred in Webster, Florida, in our family cemetery in the middle of nowhere in Florida. Rest in and peace. rest in peace, uh, Granny Brown, and um, read the eulogy, etc. So <clears throat> I really was not in the proper frame of mind to enjoy or experience this record because I really, it's a guy who just yells in every song. Like basically, his mode of singing is just, it's yelling, and it's not. It's not yelling really with um, a melody. It's really just yelling, and um, a, yeah, and it's uh, it's definitely something to get. It's sort of a barrier to, to entry for this because that, when this record, all right, this record came out in 2011, and when right. this record came out, I I discovered I didn't really know the band before that, 
but I really like something about this record just sort of grabbed me and I would listen to it. It was over. probably the yelling. I, well, whatever, but I listened to it over and over again and Elisa, my poor long suffering wife, would be Ooh, Are you Christ. listening to this again? It was okay. driving her crazy. I'm glad to know that. It's good to know that because I by the by you know after a few lessons a few listens, I, I couldn't I was just like there's a couple of songs on the record that I, I really, I really like because, for me, the yelling or the, his singing—I won't—I'll I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, we his can sing, call it singing. <laughs> is, I don't think he would care. <laughs> his singing seemed to go with it was the, the the with the music more, but there's some of it where I felt like it really called for something else, and and maybe. That you know, that's not that's not what they are. Right. But I felt like okay, if this were this, if there were someone singing, singing over this, you might like it. I would like it. But the fucking. Because the, but but because I got to think a lot of the music you really appreciate. The music was lot, really good. They got three a guitar variety players, of, and yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. lot going on. The songs are very yeah. dense. There are. And they're some, very musical. They are. And um, then there's like a lot of you know I can pick out a lot of sort of punk rock history out of the. The, the music and not only punk rock history but like you know, classic rock oh yeah stuff. rock and roll yeah there's a lot of just rock and roll elements but and I, it's, it's really well produced it's it's really beautiful sounding the, right. the, the concept is I great I get that it's just not at the end of the day it's not it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea this this guy's voice someone screaming which uh, yeah it's not, it's just not going to be everyone's cup of tea it's just not. like like we've talked about uh, bands the Barry and Andrew, just the fact that this band is called Fucked up right there would make yeah. someone. I mean, some people would I, never would bother me at all. Actually, no, no, that that's fine. Doesn't bother me. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Right. It was right. really the practical implication of, okay, here's another song, and he is gonna fucking scream <laughs> in your ear, uh, nonstop. Yes. And that's telling him. this story, which I might be a lot more interested in the story if it wasn't being shouted at me, and <laughs> right I, and. Right. All right. I get. That's fair. That's all fair. All right. So this this man Barry's talking about doing all the scream, uh, all this screaming is the singer Damien Abraham, who uh, it's funny on the record or What's even his before nick- the record. His nickname? Uh, Pink eyes. Pink he eyes. He goes by Pink. Everyone in the band has like a, a nickname, nickname. Where at the yeah. beginning they did. So Pink eyes is actually Damien Abraham, who also has a podcast, an awesome podcast called uh, Turned Out a Punk that I listen to a lot. Oh, I didn't know that. He's got a podcast. Well, I told you that, but you you, you don't listen to everything I say. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah, uh, turned out a punk, uh, and it's and it's it's really good, and it's fun to listen to. He's it's funny because he's this big, imposing, uh, screaming man that usually by the second or third song in their set is wearing j- just his boxer yeah, shorts, right. yes. stripped down that, to practically yeah, nothing. I mean, that's a hardcore thing. But yeah, sure. he's a sweetheart. He's he's a really thoughtful guy, and he's a he's he's a nerd because this. If you listen to the, to the show, turned out a punk. He he talks to bands and people that um, sort of even if they're not into punk now, they were sort of influenced by punk or some something to do with punk. But he's a Record collector nerd. So okay. he, he's one of these guys that I love listening because someone someone on he's interviewing will name the most obscure band. They'll be, oh, Des Moines, you know, there was bands like uh, Glass Anus. And then he'll go, <laughs> oh, Glass Anus, uh, yeah, yeah, I have their first three singles. They're awesome. They're my favorite. So he's like kind of like a nerd. By the way, there's no real band. That's my go-to funny band name, Glass oh, Anus. Oh, Glass Anus. So if anyone could take uh, the band, the name Glass Anus, yeah, you're welcome okay. to it because I don't think there's a real band. Uh, all Not right, quite so, the same impact. <laughs> so you have uh, Damien Abraham is this is this singer and you have uh, is he older than the, some of the other members are they are they he's older and they're younger um uh, possibly he looks older i got that vibe <laughs> yeah yeah he got the vibe of maybe the sort of a pied piper thing where maybe he was like the son fengali like you know i'm not i mean sure he's a nice guy but i like the younger get, getting the younger kids to play you know do it do well, you know that they've been like i said they've been together he's the main he's the songwriter right this is his deal well as far as the music this record in particular uh all the music was already written they wrote all the music together the okay. band did and okay. then he added the word uh, the lyrics are him over it okay and just real quick we didn't mention we did mention rock opera but it's a rock opera in four parts set in the 70s 80s england and the main characters are david this character david who works in a light bulb factory right 
and uh, Veronica, who is a political activist, and they meet at the beginning of it, and they fall in love, and then right. she gets... They, they end up building together. They were going to build a bomb to blow up the light bulb factory, and right. she gets killed, and right. uh, it's, 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 it ends up getting very convoluted. There's a lot of... Um, but then there's also the aspect of there's a narrator who is the, actually the writing the, the yes. story and gets involved in the story. And gets involved, and then they say... And then there's this one point where his ex-girlfriend... Uh, Vivian says, "Don't trust the, the, what the narrator is saying." He's right. Not right, right. So there's a couple right. different narrators, and it, it does, like I said, it gets very convoluted. It, it is, it's still really good. The, the lyrics, I don't know. I'm sure you, you read, you dug into some of the lyrics, I, right? I read the lyrics, but there's a lot. I mean, it's and the, 18 songs. Uh, okay, right. And here's 17 of them with lyrics. All right, and you said <laughs> you didn't consider this hardcore, but I'll tell you what, the lyrics for the most part are straight up emo. <laughs> They're yeah, very they emo. Are. Yeah, yeah. They're very because it's very. Emotional and uh, all right. So real quick, we got. Uh, I gotta say, Pink Eyes man, he's gotta have some anger issues because there's no way that you can do that with like and 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 without having some serious. Remember what I said about Bobby Load? Where it was like you see this nice guy. Seems like you know I didn't know Bobby, but you see everybody seeing he was a sweetheart, friendly, yeah, sweetheart and guy. And then he would get on stage, and, just, and the yeah. shit would come out, and you'd be like, "Holy shit! Right? Where did that come from? Right? Well, that's the that's the performance thing where it's in there somewhere, but yeah. it comes out on stage where it should right. come out. That's where it yeah. should come out. Thank God it doesn't come out when you know Maybe that's with his problem. kids. I know, uh, yeah. yeah, Damien has kids and stuff. I'm sure he doesn't scream at them. What I'm, do you want for breakfast? Maybe. <laughs> He probably doesn't yeah. do that. All right, real quick, we got uh, one of the guitar players is 10,000 Marbles, which right. is Mike Halichuk. Uh, and he's also, he's the main, I think he's the main guitar player. And, yeah, uh, he he's also an older guy too, it. it seemed like. Okay, and we got another guy, uh, Gulag, that goes by Gulag, and that's Josh uh, Zucker. Okay. He's another guitar player and some vocals. Young uh, Governor is the third, that's Ben Cook. Uh, another guitar player and okay. the the bass player, awesome bass player. She goes by Mustard Gas, and her real name is Sandy Miranda. And she uh, she also does a lot of the uh, visual stuff with them, the layout. And okay. The She's okay. credited for with yeah. this. And the drummer Jonah Falco goes by Mr. Joe. He is a he is a, a lot, of, lot of work. Drummer. Yeah, a lot of work oh, being man. that drummer. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's was watching him on the live stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of work and uh, great. They're guitar right. players. I mean, there's three of them, so it's basically like, ah, uh, you know, you cover the, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but it's definitely a thing, and and I know you appreciate that because I know you appreciate you playing a band yourself. Of course, three guitar band, players. That's and right. There's something you could do live. There's only things you could pull off when you have three guitar. It's players. It's true. It's definitely different when somebody's missing or right. you know. And there are some guest vocalists on here would definitely add when the girl you gotta admit some of the songs when the girls come in, you're like, Oh, it's oh. not it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> a breath I'm of say, fresh air. I, I'll just be fr- frank. I got I was tired of getting yelled at. Yeah. And it was like, oh fuck, I guess like just again. doing the podcast with me. Yeah. No, you know, you know, this is way more like oh, god damn it. <laughs> All right, well let's let's get into uh, the record proper. Couldn't he have sang just just sing a few fucking well, songs? Well he sorted the the last song he sort of does a little, sort of. But that's just yeah, like you said, that's that's Rumble, not his thing. Thing that's not uh, it's not but, uh, but the first song's an instrumental first song's an instrumental atmospheric let her rest it's called and uh, yeah dreamy atmosphere you, you must in- but the enjoy motif the I did and the motif reappears oh a lot yeah, yeah that right. swelling they yeah, have like right. the swelling guitar sound like an echoey yeah, swelling that right. that uh, transitions a lot of the song yeah right and uh, so that's like most of your proper rock operas will have that they'll have like themes in the opening it's the warning music that the yelling's about to begin <laughs> right <laughs> And then it does start, and then the second song, Queen of Hearts, which this is the first song. This great song. Okay. It's oh, a great song. This is a great song. Um, and this song was one where I was like, okay, this all fits together, and the, the intensity of the vocals and everything right, right. fits. So right. Like, yeah, okay. And then also, just when you think you can't take his screaming anymore, this sweet girl comes in and right. sings and, the and, girl and part. And provides us counterpoint. Which, yes. by the way, in this song, I want to mention that is Madeline... Uh, Fallen or Fallen, Madeline Fallen, and she's a singer in a New York City band Madeline called Fallen, yeah. called Cult. Okay, and uh, she's got that. She's the sweet. Yeah, but that was 2011, that. so who knows? Man. Who knows if Cult is still around? I didn't dig that deep. But um, all right, so it starts out. This is the first song, Queen of Hearts. This is where she David got some kids. She's living on Long Island, <laughs> probably. This is where David and Veronica meet in the story, and, and it starts out. Sun rises above the factory, but the rays don't make it to the street. 
through the gates come the employees beaten down and dragging their feet. So these are like beaten down yeah. uh, factory workers. Yeah, work. right, light bulb factory. Lefties handing out pamphlets to the workers coming in. For two people on the pavement, life will never be the same again. When she placed it in his hand, people must have seen the sparks. Neither understands what just happened what to their hearts. So they felt, but it's sweet. They <laughs> fell in love. She hand, she's handing out pamphlets. Like eyes made in the yeah, There's a video, and it's it, it, it's sort of pretty much a it like pretty much goes through this song, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, yeah, and then she, so she comes in now. Madeline comes in uh, doing the Veronica part, and she sings, "Dawn breaks across this town, and a new dawn breaks for me." I, I couldn't take the pains of the underclass trying to smile through gritted teeth. <laughs> okay. We must all now uh, we must now all join up and throw off the shackles of shame. United, we can't be defeated. They shall hear us proclaim. And then, but it's the same yeah. thing. She said she fell in love with them. They they just fell in love. Comrades and, seen the sparks. Yes, yes, comrade. Yeah, she's saying comrades have seen the so sparks. So this is socialist. There's a socialist undercurrent to this. Which oh is fine. yeah, well they're, they're, um, they're Canadian. They're Canadian, yeah. right? Sure. <laughs> um. uh, yeah. So they introduce themselves. Hello, your name is David. I am Veronica. Let's be together until Let- the water swallows us. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's well, be together. We all, well, all we need is for something to give. The dam bursts open. We suddenly live. The boot off my throat, life is returning. The boot off my throat, let's all emote. I, I, I like good, that. Good, good line. I, imagery, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the boot off my throat, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I really like that imagery. All right, so, and it goes, that song and it sort of ends uh, in a, a cacophony, which a lot of their songs, and then it goes right into Under My Nose, which a lot of, did you notice a lot of these songs have very elaborate intros to them. They that do. Sort of add, so they end up being longer songs because it usually takes about a minute to two minutes to get into yeah, the Yeah, and what, what I'm... Yeah, that's... I'm gonna say I think this could have been more effective with some editing. And, although that fucking record gets like five... Uh, like, it's like a four and a half, five star... Like, you look at the reviews... And people really love this record, so obviously like yeah, I'm like fucking me. full of shit. No, no, no. It's your, you're allowed to have your own opinion, as I wrong think, as it may be. I think this would have made a great EP. It would make an okay single album, and I think it's kind of a, it's a, there's a little Sandinista aspect to this where I'm like, right, oh my right. god, it's it's every song is like four and a half minutes. Oh yeah, right, exactly. Like, oh, okay, because right. fucking and, p- p- hardcore is like, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> that but that's it. Angry Smalls record is 15 minutes long and had what, 17 songs? I know. <laughs> and, I, and I totally, I understand what you're saying and, and it's a valid point, but for me, that's what puts it, oh, that's what makes you it like, ambitious. You like singing, you like songwriting, you like, you're more sophisticated, you're more of a you're more of a. Um, I like that. I like where this is going. Well, you have more of a, an appreciation of of rock a pretentiousness. opera pretentiousness. <laughs> not pretentiousness of storytelling I and do. songwriting, theatricality. I am, I am definitely more of the hit me in the forehead, give me the meat and potatoes, meat yeah, and potatoes. And uh, even if it's very clever, meat and potatoes. But with some stuff, like you'll, you'll listen to a ten-minute jazz song, right? Yeah, but that's yeah, but that's a whole different All thing. All right, that's well, a whole see, different it's thing. different. All right, so. that's like you have to learn the vocab. Like jazz is one of those things where it's like um, it took me a long, long time to really go. Okay, so I understood the vocabulary of jazz, and you could sit in something would you would understand what was happening, what they were basically discussing in this instrumental song but ah, all right so maybe i'm gonna do like what you're saying is gate. eventually i could if i live long enough i might appreciate jazz i don't say not maybe know. sure i don't know you but you're not you, i don't think that's i don't think that's necessary <laughs> how about that all right so this this third song under my nose now david's clearly in love he's singing about being loved he said my son which is funny when you read the words it's funny to think about like he said if someone was really singing them it would be very emo because he said my sun is shining oh, how yeah, about sure. yours it's kind of blinding burn my eyes pure it's all been worth it it's all been worth it so he's really in love at this point. And I just, I wish, I wish the guy, the guy can probably sing. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Or I don't think he cares to. Okay, It's just the way it's presented is, is, uh, it, I guess that the emo thing, maybe that is it. It's like, what is it, screamo or where there's yeah. also the subgenre? It's his instrument, and that's how he's using okay. his instrument. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so now, but this song, there's some, he's got a, he, even though they're in love, he's got a sense of doom. It says right. with, with a sense of impending doom. Yep. That it's all going to end too soon. It's all too good to be true. Where the fuck is the other shoe? So they're waiting for the other, other shoe, shoe to, to drop. drop. Yeah. And now the next song is called The Other Shoe. 
Yeah. And here's the other shoe he's alluding to. I, I like this is a good song. Yeah, it is good. And it also has Outside one the of female these... vocalist on there, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. This is the dying on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's very and by which by the way she's she repeats it like five hundred times. She does song. dying on the inside. So in case you don't get <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. It's very pretty. And this is a, a Jennifer Castle who is a Toronto, let's see, Jennifer Castle is a C- Canadian singer-songwriter. I think she's also from Toronto, and uh, she sings on uh, like three songs on this record. Yep. Very pretty, and uh, right on time, here's the other shoe, clouds overhead start to loom, some born to win, others faded to lose, from options we must choose. Yeah. Um, my friend Dread is right on time, can't start to think that that is fine. Watch the tower as it starts to teeter. New lyrics follow the same old meter. So the lyrics are very, are very literate and they're very carefully yes, put together. Yes. And um, so there's nothing, there's nothing lacking in the in the lyric department. No, no. And they're also meta. They're very meta because they're very they they sort of refer, they start referencing themselves that they're singing lyrics like later right. in the song. And there's there's a lot there's a lot of um religious undertones here because there's a, uh, eventually we'll get to a narrator that's almost like a godlike figure right and in here I really like the lines in here he says uh, we need a Peter we got a Paul at least Judas had the balls <laughs> to make a move on these building doubts about how this Messiah thing would shake out I feel the nail against my skin wait for the hammer to drive it in oh <laughs> that's some pretty yeah. heavy duty lyrics yeah. there well he's, you know he might have grown up Catholic or Christian right so. right right um, yeah, there's definitely uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot going on. Which, which, yeah, it is a shame. I mean, I don't know if it's a shame, but obviously, no. someone's gonna have to get the lyrics and read them to know a lot of what, what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're available and they seem to be correct on the internet. But yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, and you wouldn't. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't know a lot of the story unless I really read about it. Just from reading the lyrics, you wouldn't. It's it's very, you know. Uh, like I said, kind of right. convoluted, and it's yeah. very there's things left in the imagination. So, um, a turn the season is the fifth song, and this is uh, melodic. A lot of these songs. Who did some of these songs remind you of? Because some of them reminded me of. Um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank on the band. Well, the band. I, I'm sure that this is not. I can't say that. I'm sure that it, some of it reminded me of the first Moving Targets album, which is from oh, okay. Bob, which okay. has a super melodic. Right, melodic, sl- melodic slight, power chord. Right, a slightly post Mission of Burma Boston band. Um, so there's the, reminding me. I doubt bad religion. Bad religion. I was thinking. A little weren't they like descendants? Religion. They talk about descendants and stuff. And yes, that yes, stuff. Yeah, so, so. Yeah, definitely. you know, the more the more um, sort of the, the lighter side of, of hardcore. Right. Because well, on the way out here, I was like, fuck. So I put on. I was like, I can't listen to this record again. It's <laughs> insane. So I put on. I started with. Um, what did I start with? Oh, I started about this. Uh, um, this band called Future of the Left, who's a, a uh, um, punk band from, I don't know, Peter Prescott from Mission of Birmingham. Oh, I was talking okay. about them, so listen to them. And then I put on um, Shellac, listen to some of that, and then I listened to some Black Flag, put on, I listened to Loose Nut. <laughs> so easy, it wasn't like you went to easy listening. No, but I needed to confirm <laughs> my idea that, like, this is not hardcore. Like, oh, okay. I see what you're I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the vibe is not there and if you watch the crowd and the live stuff it's like this is not a fucking hardcore crowd fucking hardcore crowd would be would be like you know they'd be breaking all the shit it's and true be, it's true there's not the violent thing it's no. more like a joyous it's it, more like a joyous yeah, it's definitely, uh, the, chaos. people know all the lyrics like anytime you point a microphone in somebody's face they, they, know they fucking the know exactly what's yeah. happening and it's not just like oh, no, 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 no. so <laughs> You're right. It's a different. It's a. It's a different. So, uh, whatever it is. A different flavor of whatever it is. It's yeah, different flavor. Yeah, I agree. But I just. Yeah, I'm on board. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I'll pick one. Uh, well, I, I like we said. We already went through. You know, crooked rain. Crooked rain was you. You definitely were had issues with that. So we yeah. will. Uh, undoubtedly, I'll pick another record. But you'll be like, ah, oh, <laughs> But you wouldn't. But I wouldn't. You. You. You didn't hate the record, no, right? No, did. I didn't hate the record. I just had a hard time. Getting through the, getting through it and listening to it over and over. It was. It's like. It's like. Um, you know. It's almost like I thought it was like somebody. Um, you know, like a redneck. His voice is like a redneck 
doing donuts in the parking lot of the, like, the opera building. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good description. That's not bad. That's All not right, bad. moving on. All right, on. so this is... The turn of season is the end of supposedly Act 1. There's four acts. So this is the end right. of Act 1 where... Um, where the, the, the reveal of the uh, the other shoe dropping is actually uh, Veronica getting killed. Right. Somehow it, it seems that a failed attempt at blowing up the light bulb factory, and that is the end. And then it goes into Act Two. That wasn't a very bright idea. No. <laughs> well, but <laughs> did it really go down like that? We learn later. With, maybe right, it didn't and, go down the like unreliable that. narrator. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's it. Very good. Mm. Um, so he loses Veronica, and then he and and then himself as he succumbs to guilt and despair, and then the song is. Running on nothing. Where this is one of these songs where if you take him singing out of it, I could picture like Tom Petty singing this song or something, and it would sound almost like a mainstream rock song. Uh, Yeah. Because this song has like a chorus where it's like running on nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. So yes, the songs I really like on this record are the songs where that went with his voice. And there's really only there's really only two where I was like, yeah, okay, and yeah, it was like opening track and then a track on the uh, further side three. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. It's hard to keep track because there's so many songs. But like I said, I listen to this thing a lot. All right. And this song, he's got, he's got like, he's overwhelmed with a sense of guilt over Veronica's death. And he's feeling hopeless and helpless. Again, very emo. He said, they leave, it hurts. If you see it coming, it's worse. Stiff upper lip as we carry on. Let's pretend that this is making us strong. And we could only take so much before our sense of decency is finally crushed. And all that's left is a dried out husk with the belief that love isn't going to save us. Yeah. So that, that, that's that's total emo. It is, yes. <laughs> I to, it is. It really is. Um, oh, we're running on nothing, just the fumes of our dreams. At another point in my life, that was good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. No, not anymore. All right. So let's take a little. We're about halfway already, and we're oh god, we're gonna have to race through the rest of this thing. But it's all right. There's yeah. a lot of um. There's uh, there's sort of a. a there's only four thousand words left. Yeah, yeah. There's only four thousand words left. <laughs> Uh, so we will be back in a minute with uh, we're talking more about fucked up David comes to life with me very stuck. Hey, this is Barry Stock. And this is Rob Elba. Of That Record Got Me High. And we are here for a special message. If you have a business or a company multinational corporation or a website uh hey and and you enjoy listening to our show maybe other people would be into it that's right become a sponsor uh very reasonable um you could hit us up at uh trgmh33 at gmail.com or you could message us on facebook and uh inquire we're that's actually very reasonable it is and we have listen you know podcast listeners they're a special bunch they're people that don't go outside much they hang out that's on their right. computers and they and they buy shit on their computers because we they're allow you to go we outside. allow you to not interact with society <laughs> so uh yeah if uh if Shut or if you know someone else that might be uh <laughs> That might want to be a sponsor of Invalids, that record got ice. Shut-ins. As I'm getting in touch with The incarcerated. Once again, Robin Barry. We'll see you guys. That record got me high. Thank you very much. Hi. This is F.T. Dale Licker of The Institute. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm here today to tell you about a magical cure for boredom. What am I talking about? Why, of course... It's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly comic, a web comic on the World Wide Web. Is This Tomorrow features panel after panel of topical humor ripped from today's headlines. And you're thinking to yourself, how much is this going to cost me, Dale, this miracle cure for boredom? I'm here to tell you that you don't have to pay one red cent. Is This Tomorrow is absolutely free. Once again, absolutely free. Miracle Cure for Boredom. IsThisTomorrow.com Sponsors of That Record Got Me High Podcast.
We are back. We are back. That record got me high. All right, and we're talking about Fucked Up, David Comes to Life, and we found uh, some Thin Mints at Brian Franklin's house, so we are <laughs> tearing into them. We're eating them. He's going to eat one now, and he's going to make that noise in the microphone that I'm we were just dr- discussing. The- I'm drinking his $200 uh, rye whiskey and uh, yeah. eating his Thin Mints, so thank you, Brian Franklin. You know what you could do is you could take that bottle to your house, and you could just fill it up with fucking whatever, Jack Daniels. And people would be, be like, this is 200. And they would not know the difference. They'd be like, this, my God, this is life-changing. It's incredible. Yeah, it's good. All right, so we're talking about David Comes to Life. And we are up to song number seven, which is Remember My Name. And this is another, another like, slow burn building opening. Right. And the narrator is back now. This is the narrator. He says, no truer plea has ever been than what... Through David, we have seen his turn from a life of frustration to embrace love's condemnation. Better to let love lie than to have seen it die. It's better to be alone than to feel your heart turn to stone. Yeah. So it's very sad now. It's just very sad. He's taking the death of Veronica very so seriously. So take my heart to your grave. It just pumps cold blood through my veins. Oh, yeah. I lost it all in fate's game. Only the devil remembers my name. Right, yeah. So now he feels, because he feels uh, responsible for her death, so he's saying, oh, me the devil uh, remembers. How does he remember all these lyrics? Forget him, the audience. The fans know it too. There's not a lot of repeats in here. No, no, you're right. Because it's like a story. It's basically just telling the story. You're right, there isn't. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, me the devil remembers my name. And then we go to a slanted tone, which this is uh, one of the songs that starts out Acoustic now. Yep. Uh, did you get fooled a little? Saying, oh, it's an acoustic song. I, I did, and then I thought there's no way he's going to shout over this. Right, it's so, just a and tease. Then it, you know, then you can hear the like the t- like the volume control. Yeah, the, the swelling. <laughs> That's right. The guitar. And fantastic guitar parts in this song. It's Lennon Tone. It does have yes, really it does. And it's got parts. some very good lyrics, too. Yeah, this is when he's openly questioning uh, God. The, yes. The, the narrator. He is. Uh, or he's questioning, a, I don't know if it's God or the... Um, Octavio. Did you Octavio, see the guy's name yes, is Octavio? Octavio. That's so weird. <laughs> I don't know if there's a historical reference there that I don't... I'm not... I, Octavia, I mean, there's a... Anyway, I have to dig into that. Help us out here. That record got me high, listeners. Damien, Damien Abraham, hit me up and give me and uh, let me know. He'll probably. He'll probably but there's a good. There's one particular. He probably one. knows. He probably has my 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 high school band, the Ex Cons. He probably has the 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 record we put out. A few dead people tan. I'll guarantee you, he has that record. Do dead people tan. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hold on. I want to read this one lyric. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. He's a horn with a slanted yes, yes, tone. Yes. This is good. He's the back without the bone. The king sits on a crooked throne, stuck inside the story alone. When he raised a trumpet to his mouth, the sound of every voice tumbled out. When he stretched the canvas to the frame, he painted everyone with the same brush. He tells the whole story by a string. He tells the choir when to sing. He's a shadow in the sky. His description of the truth has pages torn. His inscription of roses just the thorns. His scripture is ripped by the back of his hand. The scribe's wish is the subject's command. So he's talking about um, how he puppets. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, how, like, yeah, he's sort of, uh, they're writing and he's out a, this not narrative. A, and he's, a, and he's, a, he's not a benevolent no, puppeteer. he's not. And he's slinging some bullshit. And he's uh, messing with David, poor David's uh, head. Poor David. Yeah, poor David. He's fucking with his head a little. And he and still, in the self-flagellating way, he serves me right. He's singing, serve me right. And this is another, goes right, and these songs just go bam, bam, right, and this is right. another raver. And now it's revealed that Octavio, the narrator, who could be God, is pulling the string and distorting the story a little right. of what happened. Uh, he said, I knew it wouldn't last. It all happened so fast. One minute they were so in love, and the next one she had passed. I always had my doubts. I figured it all out. I knew something was curious when he would talk about how love wasn't a race. Right. Yeah, the guilt writ on his face, right there in black and white. I think it serves him right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he's a bastard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, you know, that's a that's a known theological concern. Yes, that, right. Is that is that the there's um you know different versions. There's a it's called a demiurge where there's a a um, the creator is either evil or uh, dis interested or actually in other versions of the story is actually insane 
Ah, well, this is your junior high uh, learning coming back to you, right? It's <laughs> let's just post junior high. Oh, this is post junior high, is it? Uh, Gnosticism is the actually the um, technical term, but there's you know it's in there. And also, I want to point out that Sandy Miranda's bass playing on this in particular is is fantastic. Yeah, great bass player. Yeah, in the end, she does like this this climbing bass line uh, that really makes the end of the song, and yep. uh, it's great. And this serves out Act Two, so now we get to Act Three, which another character is revealed. Now this is this is, um, and she's putting the responsibility for Veronica's death into question. And this is uh, what's her name? You got to keep talking because I'm gonna eat one of these cookies. <laughs> Ben Mance. What's her name? I forget her name. Brian Franklin. Um, and this, so this song, The Truth I Know, is another pretty acoustic intro. Um, and this song is kind of a mid-tempo song. And I swear, right. if you listen to this again, picture Eddie Vedder singing it instead. No, I already did you that. think it could be a Pearl Jam song. The problem is this week is that I was kind of wrecked, and so I didn't have a chance to go through and actually make the notes where I said... Oh, this sounds oh, like okay. this. But yeah, but this one yeah. does. And it's funny because I don't really like Pearl Jam, and the main reason I don't like them is because of Eddie Vedder's voice. Really? I'm not a fan of his voice. Yeah. You know, everyone's, they don't, I don't know. You know, everyone's got their own likes and dislikes, so I'm not a fan of his voice, but I would like I, I like this better with him, with Damien singing it. Yeah. Um, Vivian, by the way, is the girl's name. I'm uh, not a Pearl Jam. I'm not Vivian. a Pearl Jam hater. I don't. I'm not a hater either, really. I don't understand. You know, that's that one record that's got "Spin the Black Circle." It starts to "Spin the Black Circle." Okay. It's out. I'm like '91. It's really good. Yeah. No, I'm, I know what I've heard is good. I, I don't own a. Pearl they do Jam some record. cool covers. You know what? They get hated on because there's a lot of bros that like them. That's right, the deal. Right, and yeah. uh, and know. they're super popular. And they're super popular. They became they're very popular. And they make a living doing that. But yeah. they've made, took, taken some very, very principled stands over the years. Yeah, they have. They have. And, uh, yeah. No, Braver than you and me. Oh, please. Look at us. We're behind our uh, stupid <laughs> microphones. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pontificating right. about nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. So this... Um, uh, I'm not sure who the narrator is blaming for Veronica's death, uh, death but there's some... There's some serious railing against the patriarchy going here. I think this is Vivian talking, and she says, and, and what of the fate of Veronica, dear? He manipulates you with crocodile tears, and I can't pretend that it's all right that his human darkness snuffed her light. The dimmest bulb in that factory tore her away. Oh, no, by the way, what a diss on David. Yeah, Say that again, the yeah, dimmest yeah. bulb. The <laughs> dimmest bulb in that factory <laughs> tore her away, and our hearts still bleed. Um... So you ask yourself, what is one life worth when measured against the children's birth? Yet he's free to live and carry on, and she had to die, and it's all so wrong. Well, we all know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Only the good die young. I think that song, that Billy Joel kind of encapsulated it there. Everything. And you notice he continues to age. There and there's a great um, music, like a theatrical instrumental interlude in here. And then, did you notice there's a little bit of a trial? He says, "I will, I will have order in this courtroom. I will have order in the court. I will have order." And it's, I feel like it's an homage to the wall a little, like uh, uh, the Pink Floyd, the wall yeah, with the trial and yeah, the wall. Yeah, it certainly could be. I yes. think it is a little, which is very prog. I'm telling you, there's a little bit of a yeah, prog in sure. some of this, right? And they're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Who's from Canada? <laughs> That's it. Who's from Canada? Come on, name it. Rush. There you go. There you go. It all it all comes down to Rush. Yeah. We're um, gonna do a Voivod record, by the way. And they're from Canada. They fucking kick ass. Yeah, they do kick ass. So, I'm yeah. Awesome. Brace yourself, buddy. Uh, I'm ready. Brace yourself, I'm ready. buddy. Believe me, I'm on board. Okay. Uh, Life in Paper. Now we got Life in Paper and uh, guitar melodies again. Great guitar melodies in yeah. this song. Production, fantastic production on this record. As there well. is because somehow they managed to. Make not just make it sound like mush because there's right. so much going on, but and very then carefully the, and the drumming is fantastic and the guitars, yeah, they they did an excellent job. I'm gonna everything about this record except the singing is very commercial. It's very commercially viable. It could well see, but that's the thing. Imagine if you put someone said maybe if, I probably maybe I wouldn't like it. If, maybe if, not if had regular yeah right. If Eddie better singing it, I probably wouldn't. I for sure wouldn't like it. That's right. Um, so now, better man. In this song, "Life in Paper," he's he's asking, "Who can I trust?" Yeah. And I think he's kind of he's like renouncing the whole narrative. He's saying, "Crooked compass to navigate and slanted motive, you narrate. Cross the line to twist fate. Right, Lose the right. plot as you obdurate. That's a big word. Prop yourself on a turn of phrase. What are you hiding? Why are you afraid? I see a bias lurking in your verbs. Your actions speak louder than your words." As you allege, I must object. You are the cause of the effect. So, 
he's spotted the puppeteer and says, uh, "Yes, right, right." You're not doing. You're uh, you're twisting this for your own uh, amusement. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think Shakespeare probably had sort of that same idea. Yeah. Uh, and now we get uh, we climb aboard the ship of fools, which uh, and, and I love this song. Okay, I, this yeah, is well, all this right. Song, okay, good. this yeah. is the song where I would be like, okay, this everything everything for me, all the components for me work in this particular one. Oh yeah, well you could hear the three all the three guitar players at the beginning playing it's, and each doing their own part. Yeah, but it's, and it's really good. Super heavy, it's, heavy. it's good. Yes, and yes. The, 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 the shouting and the lyrics all go together. This song actually reminds me of a damn, like it could be like a latter day yeah, damn yeah. song. And basically I think there's so like we're all on, at this point we're all on the ship of fools listening to this story told by multiple uh, narrators that may or not may or not may or may not be reliable. Right. Uh, so he says, I love this. You clamor for an outcome, a candid uh, denouement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hunger for a resolution manifests the end. It concludes with an ovation. Clap the blood off your hands. He knows he couldn't help her when she needed him the most. What he gave her won't undo the one thing that he took. He was the vine around the flower, love and fatal dose. So his story won't endure. The losers never write the books. Yeah. That's a great line. The losers never write the books. Yeah, that's, what right. you're, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> So who knows what the real story is with all... History is written by the victors. Like God asking Abraham to kill his only son, he cries out for help. He stares at the sun. He never gets an answer when the day finally comes. When David fought Goliath, he wasn't bound to him in his question mark. He wasn't bound to what? Now he'll never hit his mark. His opponent makes the rules. He's a servant of the story and the gallery confines. Drifting on a sea of words, trapped on a ship of fools. So this is a written story, too. Yeah, I yeah, think he's yeah. got the idea that this is actually, you know, you, th- you almost think of a scroll and the the, the uh, uh, handwriting in with a with a, a quill and ink. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and then we get to a little death. And uh, again, it starts kind of pretty, and then it kicks in another fierce, uh, mm-hmm. fierce song. And here are our emo hero. Oh yeah, is sort of coming to terms uh, with the death of Veronica, and and he's being philosophical about it. Um, and he says, I, I see now that it was me. I've lost my love and my family. But let the trees and the sea feel contrite, convince myself that it's all right. Better to smile and take the blame than to hold on to the truth and the pain. I don't want love if it will hurt me again. There you go. Look at that. That's so emo, though. It, it is really fair. is, right? But it's good. It's, it's very, uh, the writing is really good. It's poet. It's very poetic. And, and, like, and like the leaves that pile to decay, these little deaths happen every day. Maybe our love was just a cliche and not unique because it happened to me. Let my life blow away in the wind, carry my old dreams far from me. I'll just sit alone and pass the time. So he's uh, um, he's now um, come to a yes, like you said, a a a, uh, a more um, fatalistic understanding of the outcome. Right, right, right. He's able to uh, look at, from, have a little distance from it and be a little more philosophical. A little. And now we get to... Uh, this he's is still it. self-pitying. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, because he's emo. He's emo. Right. He can't help it. All right. We're at Act 4 now, the final act. And uh, this is I Was There. And this song is a different sounding song than anything else on the record. It's got like a cadence, like a different cadence yes. than mm-hmm. the rest yep. of the record does. And uh, he's talking about the explosion and that maybe he didn't remember it the right way. Maybe, right. Uh, maybe something yeah. different happened different than he thought. Exactly. Exactly. And remember, he says, remember the girl. I was there. Remember the girl. I was there. So it's like, Octav- was Octavio responsible for her death? Mortals are mortar and the life is the fuse. Burnt memories and shrapnel diffuse. Melting to blood, the blue flames above. Paint sulfurous shadow elegies to love. Copper from gold, the banding unfolds. The halo of hope goes from tender to cold. Something explodes, the pressure grows. When passion explodes, we burn in the glow. Um, Same scars when part of me died, but I lived and came out the other side. Sorrow is worth the redemption you'll feel. Life spins like a wheel when you start to heal. (laughs) Starting to come out the other side a little bit. He's starting to understand what... What what happened? Uh, you know, maybe not his uh, maybe not his doing. Right, right, right. 
And, uh, so but maybe he's giving himself a pass and he totally fucked up and <laughs> killed, his, killed his girlfriend. Yeah. So we get to... That's the existential reading. Inside a Frame, which is... This is the rare song. It's the only song in the record that doesn't start with a guitar. It's the, the bass starts right. the song and it's mm-hmm. the only one yep. where it does. Uh, and it's another great intro in this song. And this is, I think, is this, this is Octavio coming clean about being... The, uh, the narrator, and he says, there I go again, trying to narrate so I could hide my role, have to own up, have to concede, they used me like you. We all have our jobs, markers of our fate that dictate our place, but right. now I know it's not his fault. Right. How could I hold him responsible? So wrought by what I've done, wouldn't wish it on anyone. What of the man with the wooden god? Never did him good, but never steered him wrong. I <laughs> can't claim the same. The blood on my hands marks my guilt, exposes my crimes. I've played with lives like the gods of old, but I'm no god. I'm just a fool. <laughs> right? So he, so it's almost like he can't escape like fate. He this can't a, escape the fate either. This is a storyteller. This is a guy who's writing a story and he's manipulating the characters. Right, right, and, right, right. And the characters are, you know, he sees what he's done to the characters. Right. And at some point in the story, they realize they're being manipulated. They are, or they are, he is imagining them, um, you know, reacting to what he's doing to them. Like any right. author would have, at some point... You know, if their characters were real to them, would wonder, well, you know, you know, what am I doing to this? Uh, what am I doing to this this character? <laughs> to this poor idiot that this works in the light bulb factory. Works in the light bulb factory. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we get to the recursive girl, and uh, I think this song is from Vivian, the ex-girlfriend uh, Vivian's point of view. Yeah. Okay. And I think maybe, she, and she's letting go of some of the bitterness that she feels towards towards her ex, and she's ready to move on. And uh, she sees him down at the pub. Yeah, and I love, but this song, I, I love. Uh, it's got, it's got a concept that I've always been fascinated by. It references the idea that we, that we will instinctively think back to times that were painful to us. You know how you, sure. like a bad memory, you'll go sure. back. It's almost uh, like a sore in the back of your yeah, you gotta, tongue like that a, you're going right, to feel to like, make sure yeah. it's still there and see if you maybe can think a little different about it. Right. Because it says, "Hold the bitter taste in my mouth. I don't want to forget. Don't want to spit it out." The pain can only last for so long. A sweetness lingers after it's gone. You know, and uh, every time you remember something, you're not remembering the original event. You're remembering the last time you remembered it. Right, yeah, yeah. So that's, so, uh, that, that's it. And that's why I think you go back to That's why things change over it. time. Yeah, right. Things right. change over time and you're continuously trying to... We're always trying to make our narrative, make ourselves blameless. <laughs> Frankly... That's what we do. We sit and, and we pine over things in some way trying to absolve ourselves of the pain we cause others. That's true. Well, I'm absol- I've absolved myself of everything already. I've done sure. that. Uh, all right. So we That's get why to you a- like this record. Come one on. more night. I'm not fooling anybody. This song, One More Night, is another long, slow. This is, this is one of my favorites on the whole record, One More Night, uh, because it's punk rock and waltz time. It's like Waltz, and I, I will fully admit I stole uh, I, uh, this record. I heard some stuff on this record that you might have picked some uh, for ideas my from. my band Shark Valley Sisters, this yeah. song, The Prince and the Punk. You yeah. listen to One More Night, yeah. I got sort of the vibe to it. Which other There's other rock songs that have been done in Waltz time, too, but I remember specifically listening to this. I hear stuff all the time where I'm like, fuck, I fucking stole that and thought I was being so clever. <laughs> no, well, I knew. I knew I was stealing it. Um, all right, so David, uh, he's now and singing. And I'll hear stuff of other people without realizing it. Oh, right, know. right, exactly, exactly. Um, I've spent too much of my life defending my past. Can't find power and truth when it never lasts. Never said I was a hero, just that I've been miscast. Yep, throughout all the stress of being accused, my defense has replaced the love that we knew. I'll never get the chance just to miss you. And then it gets pretty again because the Jennifer Castle comes in as Vivian. And she's, uh, but I don't know if it's Vivian or if she's channeling Veronica, but she sings this very, it comes in really pretty and she said, do all words can do, David, I still love you. I want you to grow, but never let me go. I'll be a seed in your heart. I'll be with you when you start to turn and hum again. I'll be a part of your love. Uh, Your life will sprout like a tree and all the leaves will be me and all the fruit will glow just to let you know that I love you the best. Now I can rest. So let her rest. The beginning it was let her rest, and now she finally gets to and rest. These guys are romantics. Yeah, they uh, yeah very yeah, much yeah, romantics. Really? Right. The, this are. whole record is like a you know romantic emo. It's a there's an emo. Oh, so much. Yeah, and and the but the prettiness at the end 
of her like uh, just humming over uh, he's like angry he's anguish screaming at the end and it just it just gets me I love that I really I'll tell you what the female voices coming in on this record really yeah well did they, it for they me. make a huge would, difference they, they do they yeah. add a lot you would probably wanted more and maybe less a little less of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damien, which well, is I fair. just you know at the end of the lyrics here on uh, on the genius I've got uh, Dennis Rodman takes the Pearl Jam quiz so <laughs> talking about meta they're listening what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, Dennis Rodman right. actually lived uh, two blocks from me for a while in Hollywood. So. Really? He did. He lived on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, until he got evicted for acting like a fool. Can you get him on the podcast? Can we do a record with him? <laughs> really? I'll, I'll do that in a second. Yeah. All right. Take that might. <laughs> So now we get it might to be the, more than we. It might be biting off more than we can chew. All right. Speaking of a uh, denouement, we get to the denouement right. of the record, the last song, which is really kind of like a like the curtains going up song. It's called Dude, it's all Lights a theater. Go Up. It's, it's telling you that this is all happening in a theater of yes, someone's mind. Right. Exactly. And this is the most pop sounding thing on the whole record. Right. This song. It's very pitchy. And Kurt Bile. Well, he's got Kurt Bile singing with yeah, him, along right. with him. So yes. he's sort of and he's sort of singing at the beginning. Yes. With the Damien and Kurt Bile are singing together. I don't know. This guy's got to have throat nodules or something. I mean, God. I mean, I was like, man, how does he do that? I was watching the live stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. I would be, after one song, I'd be like, okay. Can't <laughs> well, talk I, anymore. I was just listening to uh, an episode of Turned Out of Punk where they're on tour in Europe now. And he, was, and he said, and his voice is like, oh, yeah, it's screwing. I'm, I'm sure. Just... I can't imagine. <laughs> I don't know how you do that every night. Uh, but it's awesome, and he's awesome, and I love him. And uh, all right, so yeah, so now you David. You gonna send this to him so I can hear it? David is just a character. Sure, I will. He'll hear, he'll hear. David is just a character in his own story, and uh, and he's gonna move on. And it's kind of sad because he's gonna he's saying he's gonna go back to work at the factory, yep. uh, which apparently is still there and never got blown up. Nope. <laughs> and he's gonna live to love again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it says sometimes life is so empty, sometimes life is so cold. I wanted to grow old with you, but I put that on hold. I'll see you again when the story gets retold. Yeah, you never, uh, you know. Sometimes you don't realize. You know, it's, it's like, like a neo, you know. You know, sometimes you don't realize what you had, or you know, that things seem um, things that seem very uh, oppressive, and you know, it turns out actually. You know, get in bed and you, have to, you know, go home and sleep in a bed. Yeah. There's not, there's not always something wrong with it. And you wake up in the morning and it's a new day. So uh, that's it. That's David Comes to Life. Um, I've turned, I will say, I've, I've, when this record came out, I declared it the record of the year. It was my yeah, favorite record of, people, of 2011. A lot of people were. And I did, but I will say, as many people as I tried to turn on to it, a couple, some people got it, and then some people had your reaction like, <laughs> uh, I can't take that guy's voice. No, I, I think <laughs> the I'm, screaming. I think it's great. I think it's, I think I'm glad it they is have great. an audience. It's, impre- it's an impressive work. Uh, it's a band totally going for it and totally um, just, just, uh, pursuing their artistic vision yes. to the hilt and yeah. doing exactly what they want, and you gotta applaud that. You know, you gotta yep. no matter what, even if you uh, even if you can't take the uh, screaming in your ears. Uh, all right, so next week, what are we doing next week, Barry? Uh, next week we have um, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta confirm with uh, my bandmate uh, Emily, but she's gonna come on and do uh, sketches from my for sweet, my sweetheart for my sweetheart the drunk, which are. Um, um, Emily Blair Milgram from Mr. Entertainment and Pookie Smackers, as well as what's their band called? They have a really good band now that I just forgot the name of. Oh, that's terrible. Las, Las Noobs. Las Noobs. Or Nubes. <laughs> Las, Las Nubes. But, you didn't, but sketches for my sweetheart, the, the drunk, drunk, is by Jeff Buckley, Jeff Buckley not by Emily. Jeff, <laughs> no, but she, she likes the record a lot. She's going to come on and talk about it. Yeah, I'm it. excited because I know Jeff Buckley, but I, I know nothing about this record. I was reading a little about it. I was basically a lot of things he was recording and never got it's to finish. He stuck with Tom Berlane, I think. Yeah, 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 but it sounds really interesting. And, and sure yeah, he unfortunately took that swim in the Mississippi River and did not return. Um, uh, so also we should thank our long-suffering sponsor. Uh, Susan? She, oh, no, that's your long-suffering wife. <laughs> well, I gotta is get, this I had tomorrow? to get the mention in. I had to get the mention in. Oh, right. Susan was not mentioned this week. <laughs> now she was. Is this tomorrow? Um, available at isthistomorrow.com. Isthistomorrow.com. Panel by panel. Topical humor ripped from the headlines. It's awesome. Woody's a great artist. Woody, actually, is Woody going to draw like a thing of us? He should draw like a sketch oh, of us. Oh, Woody, there. there you go. A little you thing go. for us. More, we... more homework for you, Woody. <laughs> yeah, something you can do in your hotel room. <laughs> and Kelly Shane um, is his partner in crime in Is This Tomorrow? And they've been doing it for a really long time. It's very entertaining, so check them out. They're also on Facebook, Is This Tomorrow? 
And don't forget our uh, Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Uh, become a patron. You can go to our website, thatrecordgotmehigh.com. There's links to it there. And uh, you get you get all sorts of things if you become a patron. You can get a newsletter. You get shout outs. Our court, a our court or Yes, for a premiere, a premiere patron got a personal personal message. Something he asked me to read. And it's really uh, weird. <laughs> we should also mention that if we are, if you are interested in sponsoring our podcast, we are looking for sponsors. And always, it is, we always are. It is very reasonable, and uh, we would love to talk to you. You can hit us up at trgmh. Uh, 33 at gmail.com Alright, so that's it. We are That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we will see you guys next week. In your life tonight You're a little bit young and handsome So new to your bedroom floor